So yeah, the whole thing is is bigger than bigger than us. So yeah. as you were talking, it made me think about how us standing up and not only acknowledging but accepting and celebrating who we are is tied to other girls and other women's freedom and their ability to be able to do the same thing. So yeah. the sooner that we, you know, learn how to do that sooner, quicker, faster. And I'm not saying it's easy because it's taken me years to be able to stand in, in my own self. Right. Mm -hmm. But there are so many other people's freedoms that are attached to that. So I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. That's an amazing image to think, isn't it? That there's so many other people just waiting for you to stand up, speak up. Mm -hmm. You are listening to the She Is a VIP podcast. This is a show created for women living with or caring for someone who is visually impaired. The She Is a VIP community is made up of women who believe that their VIP status stretches far beyond their visual impairment. We are a community who understand that we are very important people who hold a very important place in the world and that we have a very important purpose to fulfill. I'm Bambi French, and if you are ready to shine a light on your status as a VIP, download, subscribe, and join me each and every week for the encouragement and inspiration you need to help you step into all that you have been created to be. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Bambi French, and I'm so pleased that you have chosen to take the time today to listen, and I hope that you are encouraged by what you hear. This podcast has been created as a result of my own personal experience of being diagnosed with sight loss when I was a teenager, and the ups and downs that I have experienced through the years, and if I'm honest, the ups and downs that I sometimes still do experience. I know about the thoughts that tell me that because of my disability, I'll not be able to do as well as others and that I would always be held back from making progress because I can't see as well as others can. Well, if you've been listening and following from the beginning of this journey, you'll know that by now I am in a place where I understand the importance of placing more focus on my vision that is the state of my heart, mind, and my hopes and dreams for the future, rather than on what I can or cannot see with my level of physical sight. Well, today's episode is very special because you are about to meet my friend, Nicole Roan, who has been instrumental in the journey that I have been on up until this point, and I'm hoping that she'll remain part of my team as I continue to move forward. Before we get started, here's what you need to know about Nicole. Nicole Roan is the CEO of Flourishing LLC, the host of the International Flow and Flourish podcast, and a transformational speaker who helps high-performing women increase their capacity for sustainable success by creating balance between their personal and professional lives. This wife and mother of two has steadily and successfully climbed the corporate ladder by supporting thousands of employees globally. So she knows what it's like to wear many hats and juggle competing priorities. As a human resources leader for over a decade, she has coached and trained managerial staff 
including C-suite and executive level employees at billion dollar Fortune 500 companies and has helped them to build leadership capabilities and cultivate thriving company cultures. Because of her 20 plus years of corporate experience, Nicole understands the unique challenges of busy, high performing women and how a lack of fluidity between the worlds of home and work can create a barrier between them and their next level. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, Nicole. Welcome to the She is a VIP podcast. How are you doing? Hey, Bambi. I am amazing. Thank you so much for having me here today. Oh, it's so great that you're here. And yes, you are amazing. And I'm just so excited that that you're on the podcast today. (laughs) I can't believe it. So I met you in a challenge, five-day challenge that we were doing back in January of this year, January 2020, I think 2021, yeah, even December, January, somewhere. Yeah, almost a year ago now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there were thousands of people in that challenge, I think, a few thousand people anyway. And, and it was, I hadn't actually been on Facebook much or, and I'd never ever been in a challenge like, like this, mm-hmm. um, like the one we were in before. And you were one of the coaches. There were like eight, eight different coaches spread out for all these different people and I was like oh that's great that's fine I'll do this challenge and I was I was getting nice. out. I was I was actually going it was because of the timing in in America I think it was it was um starting at around 11 p.m or midnight here in in the UK mm. so I was going to bed and then getting up to to be in the to be in the challenge and you know trying to do all the all the activities and all the things and thinking how on earth are these coaches going to see these people that are in their groups or anything like that but what stood out to me was that you just you saw you definitely saw me I don't know if you saw anyone else but I felt like when I did the homework or when I did the activity you were there and you were responding and it was just incredible you were such an encouragement and even though I didn't end up going on to do that particular program um you your just your presence really stuck in my mind and just just thought yeah this woman is the real deal kind of thing she knows she, she just what else she's saying she it's it's real so I have followed you I've listened to your podcast I'll let you talk about that following following you on Instagram all the things and so when yeah I was thinking about guests and people that I would like to have on the podcast Nicole Roan was like top of my list so I'm so glad that we have managed to come together and and make this happen because our time zones are crazy and life has happened in between that and so we're here and it's fabulous so (laughs) I'm going to stop talking now and I'll let you introduce yourself and tell us what you what you do Absolutely. And let me just say thank you again for inviting me into this sacred space and for you even showing up to that challenge, because like you, so many people, you know, didn't want to join because they didn't think that they would be seen or heard. And as a coach, it was my absolute pleasure to be able to reach out and make sure as many people as I could were seen and heard and Mm -hmm. 
I'm just grateful that you've been able to spark this podcast and so many great things from that. Um, Regardless of you joining or not joining, you know, Purpose or Platform, you're doing amazing things. So again, thank you for inviting me into your space. Um, I, as you mentioned, am Nicole Rohn and I am a capacity coach and I work with women to help them create balance between their personal and their professional lives while being able to practice self-care at the same time. And, you know, prior to me getting into this coaching space, I was in corporate for over 20 years and over a decade doing human resources uh, for Fortune 500 companies and really just saw the need for us as women to be able to say that it's okay to seek balance, right? And to be able to position ourselves to show up as moms, wives, leaders in the workforce, entrepreneurs, um, to be able to help each other. And so I do that through my coaching, through my podcasting, and I'm just really excited to be here in this space with you today, ma'am. Oh, that's great. That's so great. So you know that She is a VIP is all about empowering women and girls with who, who are living with a visual impairment and, and those who care for them as well, because the, mm-hmm. the impact goes both ways, really. So it's about inspiring and empowering this community to to see and live a life that stretches beyond their their visual impairment, you know, to understand that that they're very important, that they hold a very important place in the world and that they have a very important purpose to fulfill. So everything that we do and talk about is, is geared towards encouraging women with a disability to say, actually, yes, this may be my limitation and, varying and it has varying degrees of severity but it doesn't mean that I can't achieve and that I can't do do you know what what I dream of of doing within some reason because there are some things as a visually impaired person that you really shouldn't be doing and we'll not go into that but yeah within within some reason but on the whole you know there's treasure in all of us and it's what what we can what we can see, not with our eyes, is 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 what needs to be to be brought out of us. Having said that, at the at the same time, is that how do we, you know, create that, create the balance that is needed? Because I think with a disability, we can we can try and do more, or we can try and do you know, things to, to a point where we get so tired or so run down because we think we have to, we have to keep up with, mm-hmm. every, with everyone else. So how do we start well with understanding what it means to have the capacity to, to, do, to do better, to do well? Yeah. That's a really good question. And I want to bring up something that we kind of talked about offline as well, mm-hmm. which is what I believe your your coaching program is based on, which is vision, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And really, it starts there to really visualize, you know, mentally, what is it that you need? What kind of support do you need in order to create balance? Mm-hmm. And part of that comes down to self-awareness. As you mentioned, you know, being a woman, a woman of color and a woman um, with a disability, we're often trying to do all of the things to prove that we're good enough, strong enough, smart enough, um, that we can do it just as better as, if not, you know, 
better than others. And that can lead to burnout and frustration and overwhelm and really being able to identify what it is that we truly may need help with is part of the process. That's how we start to get that balance because you can't really ask for help if you don't know what you need. So starting with that vision and understanding, hey, I may need help with, you know, whether it's things around the house or I may need help with um, having some special accommodations at work or I may need help with just having somebody to talk to versus me talking to myself in my head about all the things that need to be done. So, So taking the time to think about, you know, what is it that we need is really the first step. So having that overall vision. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what, so then, okay, so we figured out what it is we need. The next thing that, and the thing that I find, you know, when I talk to different people with, uh, in their experience with, with visual impairment and disability, is that, is that then, is the ability to actually voice, voice those, those needs. It, there's like, there is a, at times with, with, with some of us in the community, a fear around saying I need this because they don't want to seem like a burden they don't want to seem like you know um they they need too much or that maybe the employer will think this is going to be too much too difficult for me to to deal with so that so that I so that I won't how do you build the confidence to 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 say out loud I need this I need your help with this yeah you know I consider that a a mindset thing because I too, and I've talked to you about this, you know, being in the human resource space for over a decade, um, talking about special accommodations and just even needing help in general as well. It is so hard for us to verbalize that because like you said, we don't want to be a burden. We don't want anybody to have pity on us. We don't want to cause an extra stress or strife. And then we think, you know what? I don't even need to ask for help. Really? I can just do this by myself. So it, it doesn't matter. I don't need to get anybody uh-huh. else involved. Yeah. And so to that, I say it's a mindset. We have to remember that God didn't put us here to do these things by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And in every situation, both personally and professionally, there are people that want to help us. And we have to remember that it's okay to ask for help. And asking for help isn't a weakness. It's actually a superpower. Right. Because if you think about the people in your life um, who you've seen ask for help, it's helped propel them to different levels. And when you think about it from a work perspective, again, this is my HR coming out. um, We are there from an HR perspective to help. We can't help you if you don't say what it is that you need. So finding that trusted resource and understanding that it's not going to be a burden. The only person that's considered it a burden oftentimes is you. And so you have to remind yourself, I'm not a burden. There are things that are set up, you know, in order for me to ask for this help and it's okay. So it's almost like the self-talk, right? Reminding yourself, it's okay for me to do this. It's okay for me to ask for help. Nobody's going to be upset at me. Um, There's a reason that they have special accommodations in place and, set aside time, energy, resources to do this. And if it's going to allow me to show up better and allow me to do the things that God has asked me to do, let me go ahead and ask for help. Yeah. And get out of my own way. Yes, exactly. And it's, it's like, you know, when you don't say, 
And and I've been in this situation before where I don't say, I mean, I work with children with special needs and I will fight tooth and nail to get what those children need. Like, try stopping me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But when it's something that I need, I might not say, it might not say, I might just struggle on and just, you know, and I'm getting better at saying, saying what I need. But sometimes it gets to a point where, I'm in a mess on the floor <laughs> crying <laughs> and, and you know that's when it when it all comes out or I come home and I and I cry to my husband and I say I can't do this anymore I need this this and this and that no I haven't told them but mm-hmm. and my voice is completely in the dark about what it is I need but you know I can I can speak for someone else and what I'm trying to say is I think that whole kind of not saying you know from the point of you know, filling out an application form and not declaring your 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 need, your additional need, mm-hmm. is that kind of like not accepting your whole self? You not accepting who who you are and hiding a part of you that you know makes you not not be whole or not be seen as as whole. What do what do you think mm-hmm. to that? It, I think it is, and it's mm-hmm. what. Um, I've done some teaching on in the corporate space around covering, right? Mm -hmm. We're covering up who we really are Mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons, mainly because we're afraid, right? We don't Mm -hmm. want anybody to judge us. We don't want anybody to treat us any differently. Um, And then again, we don't want to seem different and we don't want to seem weak. So we're not going to ask for help. But what that does to us mentally and emotionally is push down who we really are so that when we do finally need help or we have the courage or level of frustration, whatever it is, whatever comes first, finally ask for help. It's this outburst. And so it definitely starts with acknowledging and accepting who you are wholly because God created you the way that he created you. And you don't have to hide that despite, you know, what, you know, we see in social media and things that we've experienced. It takes courage to show up as ourselves fully and, in my HR time, I often said, you know, you can't leave you at the door. You have to be able to bring your whole <laughs> self because it's your uniqueness that contributes that additional value to the world. And so mm-hmm. I love that you said that. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's about it's not it's not even it goes beyond you. Oh, it's not even when I often say it's not even about you. It's not about me. It's bigger you know? than you. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you know, I've talked to you about kind of the, the journey that I've been on even to this point and the acknowledgement, again, the re-acknowledgement of my story, of my diagnosis story, which I, I'm thinking, yeah, I was 15 at the time and now I'm 40 and I've got this master's degree and this good job and I do all these things. But actually that story is still relevant and it's still important because mm-hmm. there's some little girl somewhere who needs to hear who needs to hear that so if I then say you know show up on social media or wherever you know and and say look look how fantastic this this all all is (laughs) she's not going to get the she's not going to understand that she's not going to get the the full story because she's still 15 Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know she's still 15 with the visual impairment and and has that journey to go to go through so yeah the whole thing is is bigger than bigger than us so as you were talking it made me think about how us standing up and not only acknowledging but accepting and celebrating who we are is tied to 
other girls and other women's freedom and their ability to be able to do the same thing. So the sooner that we, you know, learn how to do that sooner, quicker, faster. And I'm not saying it's easy because it's taken me years to be able to stand in in my own self, right? Mm -hmm. But there's so many other people's freedoms that are attached to that. So I love that you mentioned that. Yeah, that's an amazing image to think, isn't it? That there's so many other people just waiting for you to stand up, speak up, Mm -hmm. be, yeah, and be you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it is, it is quite amazing. So Capacity, your podcast, Flow and Flourish podcast, you can tell us about that, but you do all things capacity. So what are the, what are the things that you talk about related to capacity? So capacity is my baby. I love it. It's something I ran from for a while because I didn't think people would understand it. I thought it was too sophisticated and, you know, all (laughs) of that, but really everybody is working with capacity. And for Mm -hmm. me, I like to just kind of start with a generalized definition because while there are Webster and, you know, all these different definitions, I like to think of capacity as the amount of time and resources that we have available to us to be able to do the things that we need to do on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is about what's going in. It's filling up our cup and our capacity is what allows us to have balance, whether it's in our personal life, our professional life, a combination of both. And so being able to manage that capacity is directly tied to how we're able to flow and flourish in all of these different areas. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what I teach on, um, you know, in the corporate space individually is about, awareness and alignment because too many of us are running around because you know we've been taught that we have to do it all or we're trying to compensate for us having a disability or just being a woman or you know being the only one and we put all these different things on our plates and so I am constantly preaching to anybody that will listen about how to navigate through that and how to manage it. And the first step really is awareness, being aware of what's taking up your time, what's sucking up your capacity. And once you know what it is, deciding to do something about it. And that's where the hard part comes in. That's where the work is. And so I'm sure there are other questions that you may have. I know I don't want yes. to ramble on, yes. but no, 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 that's the gist of capacity. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's great. So, but I know then you've got like different, different areas that you, that you focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'll obviously link the, the podcast in, in the show notes so people can go, go along and, and listen to, to, to uh, what you have to say over there. But what else? So just give us kind of a broad overview then of what are the different, the pillars that you, that you call them. What are they and, and how do they kind of contribute to helping us understand about capacity? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I do have a couple of pillars mm-hmm. and I call them the pillars of flow. And I call them that because each and every one of these areas impact our ability to manage our capacity. And so the first one is heart flow. And that's really about the people and the relationships in your life. And you know, a lot of that takes up, I know, at least for me, at least 50% of my capacity on a regular basis. 
Uh um, and being able to navigate through that. So all the things that really pull on your heartstrings and impact your day-to-day decisions on a regular basis. And then we have your workflow. So that is you finding fulfillment and enjoyment in what it is that you do for work, whether you're working in corporate as an entrepreneur, volunteering, a combination of all of that, and how that impacts your ability to show up. And then you have your health flow. And I break that down into three different areas. So your mental health, your emotional health, and your physical health. Again, because all three of those, it's not just a one and done, right? If you're struggling in your mental health, that's going to show up in your physical and your emotional health. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Um, that's the third one. And then we have your cash flow. We can't talk about being healthy and having capacity without talking about money, because Mm -hmm. as much as we may not like it, it's, it's what we need to survive. Um, and being able to manage that because Again, if your cash flow is struggling, that's going to show up in your mental health. It's going to show up in how you show up to work. And it can also impact this last area, which is your faith flow, which I consider your foundation. Um, It's where you call on to get your strength, your encouragement, and really being able to understand how full you are on faith and how that's impacting your ability to show up as a mom, as a wife, as a friend, as an employee, and all of those areas together make up your capacity. Yeah, yeah. And I think the reason why it resonates so much is because actually it doesn't it doesn't matter whether you have a disability or not. All of those things are just so important for you to to be able to do life and not you know be a wreck by the end of the month by the end of by the end of the year and it's a learning process because we're not you know I I, I listen to you and I'm just thinking oh I haven't done that right (laughs) I'll start again you know and it is it's an up and down thing isn't it that we all have to kind of reset ourselves but as um as a woman with with a disability with a, a visual impairment I just think it's even I can I can say that because this is my podcast it's even more important to to know those to know those things to be in with those with with the pillars with the those flow those areas of flow that you talk about because yeah just with the the difficulty and the frustration that comes with having a disability like you know if I use myself as as an example Mm -hmm. I can I can go to extremes I can go to the extremes and people listening, especially my husband will be like, really, you can be extreme. I'm like, yeah, I can be extreme. (laughs) So there'll be on one hand, I'll be like, right, I can do this. I can do all of this. I can manage work. I can do home. I can do church. I can do volunteering. I can do all the things and, and have a disability. And I'm just superwoman. And then other times I'm just like, I'm not getting out of bed. I don't (laughs) want to talk to anyone. Very real. I I can't do this. Does anyone know I'm disabled? This is madness. Why am I? <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> so I can kind of go, yeah. I'm, I'm, work- between. I'm working on the balance thing. <laughs> but it's how do we, how do we start to kind of implement? Because someone listening to all of that will think, oh my goodness, how do I? Mm-hmm. Where do well, I start? That where do I good. start? <laughs> it sounds really good. But where do I start with? with all of with all of this yeah um 
I first and foremost want you to know you are not alone in going back and forth between, hey, I'm superwoman, between mm-hmm. I can't do any of this. I can't do life. I'm not getting out of bed. Somebody yeah. come do this because uh-huh. I can't. Jesus, take the wheel and be a faith all at the same yeah. time. Absolutely. Because <laughs> it's not working today. Yeah. I still have that struggle. I was sharing mm-hmm. with you offline. I slept 12 hours yesterday because mm-hmm. clearly I needed it. Mm-hmm. And it was because, you know, on the one hand, I was like, hey, I'm superwoman, hear me roar. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of days later, I'm like, I can't, I've, I've done too much. I can't do this. Does anybody yeah. know that I'm grieving? Like, help me. Yeah. Um, So thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. But as far as like, where do you start? Honestly, it's that awareness. It's the Mm self-awareness and you looking at overall, where am I spending my time? Mm -hmm. What am I spending it on? And what am I seeking balance for? And it's you taking time to understand that nobody else can figure that out for you. They can hire you as a coach. They can hire me as a coach. They can hire Patrice, anybody. But if you don't really take the time to take an assessment, to take stock of what's going on, what you need, you can't start because you can't fix what you don't face. And I know one of the things that I have is that free resource, the capacity calculator. I don't know if you've taken it. Um, I haven't taken it yet, but. I'm going to shoot you the link to that. I know, yeah, yeah, I need to, I need to take it. I'm not going to tell you I haven't had the capacity to take it yet. I just have to take it. Listen, I still take it even as the capacity coach to check myself because it's a barometer for me too. Yeah. yeah. Um, But it helps you to really think about, I say that I'm prioritizing self-care. Am I really doing that? I say that my family is important. Am I spending time with them? It's a great tool just to make you stop and think. And that's the whole goal of it. There's no shame. There's no shade. Um, When you take it, it's a couple of minutes. It gives you some tips on how to manage your capacity based on where you fall. And it's really, it's that taking inventory and the self-awareness is where you start because Mm -hmm. then you can determine, do I need some help in my health flow pillar? Do Mm -hmm. I need help in my faith flow? Do I need to work on my cash flow? And you take it a step at a time because we can't do it all in one day. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's, it's good because your, your, um, the pillars that you talk about and then the vision centered process that I, that I talk about is, is a way of, of giving you some direction because one of the one of the main things that I've found in in my work over the last 10 10 12 years is and and even I suppose right the way back from when when I got my diagnosis um which is not quite 30 years yet it's close (laughs) but not quite 30 years ago um you know is that is that point at which you receive a diagnosis could be for anything yeah we're talking about visual impairment but you receive a diagnosis or the you know a parent or carer receives a diagnosis for their child and they're like now what now what do I do because the the confusion and the overwhelm that can come with with that is is really is really quite is really difficult to to manage you know I watch I watch families go through um the process of trying to get to that diagnosis you know, knowing that there's, there's, there's an issue. I don't like to say there's something wrong, but there's an issue that needs, needs investigating and mm-hmm. it can take a long time. I, I, I don't know how it works in America, but in, in England, there's long waiting lists. It can take a, it can take a while for, for a child to receive a, a diagnosis of, of anything. Same over and, here. <laughs> yeah. And so the, the, the parent, you know, oftentimes the mother, but the parents will, 
you know, use all of the energy and all of the strength that they they have and can find to get to that point of saying of, of for, a, for a professional to say, my child has this or yes, we now know what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think what I think, and I, well, I know what they believe is once they get that, everything will be OK. Everything will be when actually that's probably just the start of your of your journey you know and then to to get that diagnosis and then to have maybe a bunch of leaflets put in your hand and say Mm -hmm. call these numbers find this organization figure it out good luck exactly (laughs) and off you go and I hear time and time again from parents is that I don't they just gave me all this this paper and I don't know what to do with it I don't know what to do now nobody I don't know where to go and yes there are organizations and yes there are services that you can but at that at that point you don't have you don't have the capacity to look all those things up because you're you're thinking right I've got this diagnosis and it's still confusion because you you're thinking what's what's the future going to hold how is my child or how am I going to manage with this newfound difficulty you know so I like the way that we both talk about these these pillars or the or the the process that that we go through to help people find awareness because it is it's very it's just very straightforward and it's not about people going and saying look at these big organizations we're looking inward mm-hmm. I suppose we're looking inward and we're focused on right what is it that that we need whether we're in the position of the carer or the or the or the person who is going through you know that that difficulty so it is it is it is a good starting point whichever whichever one whichever route you decide to take use the capacity calculator use the vision center process mm-hmm. it is a good starting point and that's what I would recommend to anybody is say start and figure out what it is that you need before then looking at you know big organizations and and sometimes those services are not always going to be there to support you so Mm-hmm. It's really about us building, building the capacity within ourselves to, to be able to move forward and, and, and do, and do well. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly that, you know, as, as we both talk about looking within, right. I shared with you too, that, you know, both of my children have disabilities and you hit the nail on the head in saying that you rush to do all the work and spend all of your, you know, your vacation or, um, you know, time off from work and just energy and everything to get to the point where when you think that you get that answer, that it's going to make everything better, but it's the tipping bird. And so at that point, we have to be able to regroup and recenter and say, okay, now that I have this, I need the capacity to be able to manage through this on a regular basis because all of those questions and concerns come up. And Mm -hmm. if we don't take stock of what we're feeling, what we're thinking, what we're committed to, uh, we won't have the time or the energy to show up and be there for ourselves, for our children, for our families. And so Mm -hmm. I'm just grateful that we're so aligned in what we're doing. Thank Absolutely. you for sharing that. <laughs> Absolutely. One of the things that we really, well, I, I would say we, and I don't know, nobody's ever told me that I'm wrong, wrong yet. So I'm just going to say we as women <laughs> is the limiting beliefs that, you know, and maybe even a limiting belief can be, 
can be considered in some way a disability, I suppose. I don't know. You know, you have a physical limitation mm-hmm. and the limiting belief can be around your, you know, your, your capacity to think, yeah, I can, I can do that and why not? And why not me? Mm-hmm. How do you coach women and encourage women around these, these you know, dealing with these limiting beliefs that, that they have? Yeah, such a good question. You and all these great questions, Mandy. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> um, no, you are doing, ma'am. You're doing. Um, the way that I really approach and coach women around limiting beliefs is getting them out. Like you have to identify what those beliefs are before you can even address them. And sometimes they're so deeply rooted um, as recurring stories that we've told ourselves since childhood, or, you know, that we learned from well-meaning adults and other people around us. The first step is to identify what those are. And through coaching of my own, um, coaching with other women, reading lots of books, I teach women to really write the opposite. Tell me why that's not true. Based on the experiences that you've had, experiences you've seen, you know, different circumstances that you've encountered. And it is so powerful. The moment that you dispel that limiting belief all the possibilities come to light. It gives me goosebumps <laughs> just yeah. thinking yeah. about it because mm-hmm. there's like, there's this shift that you see, um, you know, physically that you feel spiritually, the energy just shifts when you realize, oh my gosh, all this time I've been telling myself that I can't earn more money or that I can't go for this job or that I don't deserve this kind of relationship because mm-hmm. of X, Y, and Z. And when you counter that with the opposite, which is the truth, Mm-hmm. it just it breaks so many different barriers and it's my f- absolute favorite part of coaching it's the hardest part but it's yeah. it's yeah um my favorite yeah yeah absolutely and then you know limiting beliefs yet like you say you, you were told or that you've heard since since birth when you get when you get a diagnosis that's that's like a just a floodgate opens for limiting beliefs to, flood, to flow in it's like all of oh, them yeah. flood in every oh, last every- one everything so what we need to do is make sure that both our podcasts get into like hospitals and doctor's surgeries before, <laughs> <the diagnosis. laughs> before we need the pre and the post exactly. <laughs> just goes in so that so that they're not because they do they do pile up you know you you can you can start you can be thinking you know i talk i talk, there, there are women who are just being diagnosed with with visual impairment so they've they've gone their whole lives 35 40 years and been able to do things like drive and just do do things and then all of a sudden not but you know within that 35 40 years they will still have compared themselves to another girl and said well I can't do things the way she can or I'm not able to to do that because dot 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 you know the, the the lists are endless and then you get told well you're not going to be able to see this for very much longer, you, you know, seeing the way that you've always always seen, and then more and more starts piling in. So it's it's about getting in there really, really early. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, then it's it's recognizing, like you say, recognizing what those beliefs are and those limiting beliefs are, and writing the opposite. Mm-hmm. And, you know, saying if you're saying I can't, you, you're figuring out the reason why 
you know, and there may be there may be a valid reason why I I can't drive. Mm-hmm. Driving would not be good if I drove a car. That would <laughs> like it wouldn't be good for anyone if I mm-hmm. drove. A car. <laughs> Nobody. If you would focus on for. on what you can do, right? And then you focus on what you what you can what you can do, you know, and th- that might be a you know an example that's not the best, but no, that's a good example. It's a good example because sometimes, and what I hear you saying too, is that even with these diagnoses, sometimes there are going to be limitations that are put, right? That you cannot get around. Mm -hmm. But instead of focusing on those limits, you start to think about what is it that I can do? How Mm -hmm. can I, you know, work with this and not against this? Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. options are still available to me? And believing that it's just not the end, right? It's not... um, you know, done and over with. Yes, there are going to be some substantial changes that need to be made. But yes. when you choose to focus on what can be done versus what you can't do, yeah, it opens up a world of options for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's one of those things that you, it, it might be, it's, it's, I suppose, negative in some ways, but I don't even want to, I don't want to use that word because you can always see the, the positive in it, in it. Mm-hmm. Do you know, I can stand up and talk to whoever and people always say well, how how do you do that I, say, I can't see your faces it doesn't bother me that you are not <laughs> whether you're listening or not listening I can't see you so I'm just gonna talk <laughs> if you're asleep good I just just don't snore while I'm speaking <laughs> don't prove to me that you're asleep right? exactly exactly but you know so so that kind of thing doesn't doesn't phase me at all so he's looking at your strength what it is you're good at, what it is you 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 can you can achieve in, and I recently um, just did a short podcast around how you know we can we can learn to to for, for our difference, you know, learn to for our difference to be a difference. I don't know mm-hmm. if I said that right, but anyway, learn to use the difference that we have to make a difference for someone for someone mm-hmm. else. So instead of you know the world sees difference as as negative doesn't it on the on the on the whole you know mm-hmm. if you're different if you're not in with the crowd if you're not doing what they're doing then oh you're not doing the right thing but actually mm-hmm. that thing that makes you different can can really make make a difference for for someone else and in in the life of someone else yeah. so use it we need to use it all I it's, agree very yeah. well said it goes back to what we said earlier right when you stand up and embrace who you are, differences and all, it allows others to be able to do the same thing. The freedom and the healing and the breakthrough that's attached to that is just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you know, I could sit and talk to you all day. But, <laughs> same. <laughs> but, but the time difference means that I don't have any more of the day left. Oh no, you, you need to get off. It's late there for you, ma'am. <laughs> it's late here, but no, really, I can sit and talk to you all day. So um, I have some questions to ask you, but okay. um, just before I do, tell everyone where we can find you and I'll, I'll put all this information in the show notes, but you tell us where we can find you and all the things. 
Absolutely. Well, I am on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. I'm at Nicole underscore Roan on Instagram and just Nicole Roan on Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, I have a flow and flourish community on Facebook that Bambi is part of as well. So (laughs) free and private is a safe space for us to take off those superhero capes. And you Mm -hmm. could, of course, always find me at my website, which is Nicole roan.com that's n-i-c-o-l-e-r-h-o-n-e.com fabulous fabulous did you talk about did you say anything about your podcast just i didn't even mention the podcast i'm I'm on your podcast (laughs) (laughs) yes i do have a podcast that we've talked about Mm -hmm. um and it's the flow and flourish podcast it's on Apple, Google, Spotify. You can also find that on my website. There's a link for the podcast there. It's also um, in my link tree on Instagram and on Facebook. Anywhere that you go, you can find it. But if you search Flow and Flourish podcasts, I'm on all streaming platforms. So you can find me there. Come say hello. Let me know how you like it. All of that good stuff. (laughs) Absolutely. Don't don't forget anything. I did. I'm I'm just so proud of you for what you're doing and so grateful for you know the work that you're doing and the healing that you're bringing that it totally slipped my mind (laughs) okay I won't forget I'll put everything into it to make sure everyone everyone can find you I won't forget but yeah thank thank you you. but you have so you have um so you're on the the she's a VIP podcast this week and um that makes you an honorary VIP like you know you want to be that's just great you know and I know you told me that you know you wear glasses but you don't go out like because <laughs> you wear glasses and it's yeah your sight's not great at night so yeah you could be part of the group it's fine yeah it's absolutely thank fine thank you I like so, being honorary <laughs> so your three questions so you know as VIPs we think of ourselves as more than visually impaired people we are one very important people um mm-hmm. so what makes you a very important person Oh, you with these questions. Damn. <laughs> what makes me a very important person is, I would say, my empathy, my ability to put myself in other people's shoes and to try to understand what it's like Um because in so many circumstances, you know, people go around really just kind of caring about themselves and what's best for them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so being able to empathize is probably a curse and a blessing all at the same time. But that's one of the things I definitely consider that makes me a VIP. Oh, excellent. Okay. So then what is the very important place in the world that you hold right now? Because it might change, but now. <laughs> right now the very important place Mm -hmm. I would say home (laughs) is where I (laughs) a very important place um because as you know I recently lost my dad and just Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of traveling over the last couple of weeks and I was Mm -hmm. spending a lot Mm -hmm. of time back and forth at his house about an hour and a half away um and so I wasn't able to be home a lot Mm -hmm. and home is that place that I'm I'm holding right here in my heart so (laughs) yeah yeah and what is the very important purpose that you fulfill 
You and these questions, Mammy. <laughs> <laughs> very, great question. <laughs> very good question. Um, the very important purpose that I fulfill is really helping women to know and understand that it's okay for us to prioritize ourselves and self-care while we support our families and work and do all of these different things. I'm fulfilling the purpose of letting us know that it's okay to hold space for ourselves and to prioritize ourselves in the middle of such a crazy world. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Nicole, thank you. Thank you so much. And I want to say on like behalf of the community, yes, I know you've recently lost your dad and we just hold you in, in prayer and we just pray that you will, you know, come out the other side, just even, even stronger, even better. It's, you're going to be fine. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. All the prayers and the love and yeah. just, I'm coming through this. Everything happens for a reason. Everything's Absolutely. fine. And, yeah. you know, I just, I'm thankful to be able to be here and to talk with you and to be part of this. And just, I have to tell you again, how proud of you I am for the work that you're doing and the light that you are shining in the world for not just visually impaired women, but all of us. Mm -hmm. You are someone that I admire and that I look up to, and I'm so grateful to um, have been able to be part of your podcast today. Oh, thank you. Well, it's you, it's you, you, you are instrumental in me being, even at this point, <laughs> those midnight, midnight wake ups to do that challenge well. <laughs> And I recognize, I'm like, listen, it should be on here eight, five, six, seven, eight hours of difference. I can get my behind up and, and respond. So thank you for showing up for yourself. But it was, it was great. Thank you so much. And yes, we'll, we, we are in touch all over the place, aren't we? And we'll be, oh yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to have you on the podcast too once I get everything back going I would love oh, to have you um, and not just because we're talking but just because of what you stand for and yes. you know as we mentioned me having a disabled child two mm -hmm. disabled children and being able yeah. to work through that you have a lot of knowledge I know that my community would benefit from too absolutely that'd be my honor just let me know we'll work okay. it out six six hours seven yes. hours <laughs> we'll <laughs> do <laughs> Oh, it was lovely to see you. Lovely to talk to you. And you take care. You too. Thank you so All much, right. Ben. Thank you. Thanks. I'm sure that after hearing all that Nicole has had to say today, you'll want to get to know her more. So everything you need in order to connect with Nicole can be found in the show notes of this episode. Here are the very important points to take away. Number one you need to first visualize the type of support you need. Number two, you can't really ask for help if you don't know what you need. Number three, being able to ask for help is a superpower. Number four, it takes courage to show up as yourself. Your uniqueness contributes that additional value to the world. Number five, our decision to stand up and tell our story is tied to the freedom of another person. Number six, self-awareness is where we need to start. Take stock of what is going on in your life. Number seven, take things one step at a time. You can't do it all at once. Number eight, if we don't take stock of what we are feeling and thinking, we won't have the capacity to move forward. Number nine, 
you have to identify your limiting beliefs before you can address them. Number 10. When you choose to focus on what can be done, the doors of opportunity will open for you. If this episode has helped you, please share it with someone who you think could also benefit from the content. And it would be great if you could leave a review because this will help others find the show. Before I go, let me remind you again that if you are someone who is living with a visual impairment or you care for someone who is visually impaired and you would like more support with your personal development and living well with sight loss, head over to the website sheisavip.com where you can find out more about how you can connect and work with me. Until next week, remember that you are a very important person who holds a very important place in the world and that you have a very important purpose to fulfill.